how will kids adapt psychologically to being back in school? Will younger kids experience separation anxiety after having spent several months with their parents and vice versa? Will older students adapt to all the changes brought into the classrooms? I'm delighted to be joined uh, on the line by Aileen Hickey, CEO of Parentline. Aileen, good morning. Aileen, um, this is great to get some clarity on this finally because it's been up in the air for a while, hasn't it? Oh, 100%. I mean, we definitely needed clarity clarity and certainty over this. I mean, you know, first of all, I mean, parents and students, you know, you, you can't actually emphasise enough how much they've had their lives turned upside down over the last four or five months. You know, and I see that as a coalface, uh, both um, for parent line and for my own five kids. And, you know, despite what anyone thinks, Children and students and parents didn't see this as any sort of an extended holiday. I mean, they, they literally saw it as wasted time. You know, they were missing their routine and structure. Um, they missed a sense of purpose. They had a huge sense of anxiety about missing school. And, and particularly for those who were at a kind of a transitionary stage where, you know, they were moving on to secondary school or college. You know, so they had a huge sense of, I, I, I think, sorrow and loss of you know, never walking the, the halls of their school again yep. and missing those big moments that they relied on, um, you know, such as whether it was the school musical or a, a tour or a graduation or a Debs or even sports day. Um, and, and for a lot of them, you know, they, they essentially missed, for all of them, they essentially missed their last day in primary or secondary school because the last day that they were actually physically in a school in March, they had no idea that was their last day. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of support had to be shown to those students during lockdown um, and kids during lockdown because, you know, I think they were very unsure and confused about the future of their school lives and, you know, you know loneliness as well. So, yes, it's very good news that we have a bit of clarity and certainty um, that schools will fully reopen, uh, as we're now told, um, by the end of August. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and again, Mario, you know, even at the cold face, you know, I mean, that historically the calls... the the parent line receives there would be a lot of calls related to school related issues such as school refusal no fear about that for the moment um anxiety and uh, other school issues um a lot of those calls th- those calls um changed during lockdown and again as i said there were a lot of calls were related to um loss of routine and structure uh, there was a lot of you know parents who were worried about homeschooling and homework supervision um about overuse of screens and social media loneliness and isolation now you know actually it's funny i mean i I think, again, when the schools do reopen at the end of August, we may go back to what we had previously and that I think there may again, while I think kids are very anxious to get back to school, mm. there may be um, a, a lot of calls about school refusal again and anxiety because, you know, I, I even see it in my own kids. Um, I think there's a huge sense of nervousness um, for children about the return to school. You know, it's combined with excitement, but yeah. I think there, there is a sense of nervousness because they haven't had it for so long, you know, that they've lost that whole sense of you know, what what going, going to something regularly every day means, you know. Yes. So, I mean, but but we have to have this, we have to have it happen and as fully as possible. Um, you know, the, I, I just think you can't really overstate the importance of the reopening of schools. And that's for the mental health of the students. It's also for the mental health of parents um, and distance learning doesn't make up for the need for classroom for school classroom time and actually what distance learning was doing in some ways it was great in that it filled a bit of a void but it certainly created a bit of a, a you know if you want to call it a digital disadvantage and that um you know there was a lot of kids who didn't have the access that some had to laptops and you know um other um 
you know, other devices that they could use for for distance learning. And there was particularly, I suppose, in the in the more disadvantaged schools and the more disadvantaged areas. Um, and also, I suppose, for kids, you know, who may have had um some sort of a um a disability, you know, it, it definitely, you know widen the gap mm. for them. So we, we just need all this to happen. But for it to happen, as Mial Martin has announced, it'll go before the Cabinet tomorrow um, and then it'll be published at some stage tomorrow afternoon. But th- there is a huge amount of stuff that has to get into place for all this to happen properly. I mean, there's certainly the, the need for the extra teachers. Um, the the enhanced substitution cover is crucial for, for teachers, you know, who are taking sick days and all the rest of it. Um, there is the whole enhanced, you know, cleaning protocols. Yep. Um, there's extra admin staff needed, I think, and particularly admin supports for principals who have tried to put all this in place. Because actually, essentially, Mario, if you look at a lot of schools, a lot of schools simply... You know, their, their physical infrastructure makes it very difficult to put a lot of the COVID protocols and the physical distancing yep. into place. Um, you know, and I see that in the schools that might, you know, mine go to a variety of different schools. And, um, I, you know, I see that in the physical infrastructure. Um, and then the, there's also obviously more need, more, more need for, for access to guidance and other supports for the students um, who, who are trying to get back. So there's a lot of there's a lot of balls that have to be kept in the air um, for all this to happen properly. Aileen, my son Dash uh, is 12 and so he's going through exactly that transitional phase that you were talking about, moving from junior school to senior Mm -hmm. school. And it's been a very, very uh, strange experience altogether. And even to the extent that the graduation on the last day was literally a drive-by. I don't know if you were familiar with that, where all the parents drove into the school and all the kids basically stuck their heads out the window and waved. And yeah. uh, we drove by all the teachers and yeah. um, and it was that kind of, that, that little procession and it was all very strange. Um, but I'm wondering, have they, you know, like... Have they even lost their their touch in a way? You know that kind of thing. It's a me- it's a mental muscle that's exercised, isn't it? And yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And actually, I, I'm actually in the same boat. Um, our, our youngest Harry yeah. is also moving from primary to secondary school. How's he feeling had, about it? Well, actually, I asked him this morning because you know I knew it was coming on. So I asked him this morning, and and the first word he said was he's feeling nervous. He's feeling nervous yeah. about going to secondary school in the first place. Yeah, he's certainly feeling nervous because he's now hasn't been in school since March. Um, he's he's feeling nervous about you know what secondary school entails, but he's also feeling very nervous about you know going back to seeing his friends. Um, you know, he's wondering. You know, I I I do think you know there's that little glitch that he's wondering. You know, will he be able to do it now again? You know, this you know something that came very naturally because. You know, when they start going to school when they're four or five, it, it you know it just becomes something that's kind of innate to them. You know, they, they're used to going to school, they're used to doing their homework. You know, and they might be a, you know a little few glitches here and there, but you know that there's nothing really significant. But you know, I I think there's a huge nervousness. I mean, he said he's also excited about seeing his friends again, but he wouldn't have seen a lot of those friends over the last few months. And our graduation, actually, his graduation from school, um, wasn't even done in a drive-by. It was done by Zoom. So yeah. you know, he he said goodbye. You know, he he said goodbye to his junior school. You know over a laptop on, at half seven That's on, right. you know, on, on a particular evening. So it was a very strange experience, you know. I mean, so I, I, I mean, I just don't think you can overemphasise that sense of loss that they had, you know, that sense of wasted time and lost days. And, you know, it, it, I, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, and I, I think it'll stay with them for for you know, quite a long oh, time. Oh, it'll and never then, be know. forgotten, Alien. It'll never be forgotten yeah. as long, you know, as long as we're parents and, and all that. It'll never be forgotten by any of us. But for you and, and let's say Matt, how has it been? Has it been a bittersweet experience and in the sense that it's been ups and downs? Um, because it's been so unusual. I mean, I've, I have to say secretly, I've, I've loved so much of it. Um, being bonded and being, seeing them all the time and getting to do our routine together. Um, but it's completely unnatural and it's, and, and we have to move on from it. Have you had those similar feelings of, 
um, yin and yang or mixed? Yeah, except except that my house is filthy from morning to night. Yeah. Uh, I can never seem to get on top of anything. Um, so, you know, instead of having, you know, this kind of, I know a lot of parents are talking at the moment that they have uh you know, a kind of a sense of that they may have some sort of separation anxiety when their kids start going back to school. I currently have a sense of togetherness anxiety no, all the time, all the day. Too yeah, much yeah, of us yeah, together yeah. all the bloody time. <laughs> so, you know, yes, I mean, you know, obviously it definitely had it up, its, its upsides and there was that sense of, you know, I suppose of, you know, being together in something and, you know, we had a lot more family meals and, you know, That's we actually it. got to the stage where we'd actually nothing left to say to each other. We'd kind of <laughs> said everything, you know. I mean, I described uncles and aunts that they'd never heard of, you know, yes. and we got to the stage where we were down to my third cousins who lived in, you know, uh, all sorts of strange places. So, you know, they, they heard stories that they'd never heard before. So we definitely got to know each other better. But, you know, there, there was a huge amount of tension from time to time in the house, you know, it was yeah. just all of us being here all the time. I mean, you know, it, it's it's not normal and, it, it you know, it certainly doesn't feel, you know, I, I just feel that we need to move on from this now, yeah. you know, I'm kind of done with the whole thing. And were the calls to Parentline, is that nervousness or that anxiety reflected uh, in calls to Parentline recently? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I suppose going through the months of the lockdown, our calls increased month month by month. Right. So, you know, currently we're, we're probably up about uh, 30, 35% mm. um, on calls in comparison to the, this time last year. Um, and there, there was, you know, I mean, you know, I, I can't really say this often enough, but, you know, I mean, I, I just think there was a huge amount being asked of parents, you know, in terms of working from home while at the same time being, you know, counsellor to their kids, being teacher to their kids, being chief cook and bottle washer, being, you know, the COVID police, making sure that they didn't do this and they did do that. And, you know, what, you know, watching their hand washing, watching their, their physical distancing, all the rest of it. There was a huge amount being asked of parents. And we, we very much see that reflected in the calls, you know, in, in both in the increase in calls and um, in terms of what the calls are in relation to. There was a huge increase in something that's very sad, but in um, child to parent violence. Um, and again, that would be, you know, it, it, it's always been there. But I mean, I suppose it was COVID triggered in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's always been an issue that's bubbled underneath, but it was certainly exacerbated um, during the during the lockdown. Um, so there was a lot of parents who were actually fearful in their homes of their own children. And these are children from, you know, eight or nine right through to adult children, actually, essentially. Um, we have some very good programmes and supports in place that um, can deal with that. But, you know, I suppose it's a very sad thing to think about a parent being fearful in their own home, you know, of their own beautiful child. Okay. Well, listen, the whole thing is going to be really revealing anyway. And I'm glad we're even in a position that we can get clarity on this because we've done quite well on the numbers and all that. But it's going to be very revealing because everybody knows that kids cannot and will not socially distance. So the whole experiment is going to be fairly instantaneously revealing of where we are and where do we stand and even where we might be able to go in other areas of our society to do with, con you know, congregating people. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's Absolutely, you know, because as you say there, I mean, you know, children, you know, and I see it with my own five, you know, they're, they're not, I mean, the older ones, you know, maybe to a certain extent, but they're not able to social distance. They're not able to physically distance. There's also going to be a difficulty that, you know, I, I think the government, should, well, hopefully they're going to be dealing with it tomorrow in terms of school transport. You know, I mean, that might be a huge issue in urban areas, but it's certainly a big issue in, in rural areas. Mm. And, and that is in relation, to, again, to social distancing, you know, bus capacities, because obviously the capacity will be reduced, screens to protect drivers and all the rest of it. So, you know, that as I say, you know, this isn't as simple as saying, well, listen, 
the schools are reopened now at the end of August. Uh, here you are, lads. There's a couple of, um, you know, there's a couple of hundred million to get all this sorted out and some extra teachers. You know, the, the, this will be a very much, um, a, a, you know, a step by step process. And it certainly, you know, w- will take a lot of work and a lot of time to get it right. Fair enough. Fingers crossed. Aileen Hickey, CEO of Parentline. Thanks very much for joining me on Mario's Sunday Roast.